Low Elo is made possible by listeners just like you. For more information, visit lowelo.com. God, wow, somebody gets all uppity. Dang, that's... All right, Rin, let's do it. All right. Are you saying it's from another dimension? One possible dimension, from your point of view. I don't know the tech stuff. Then you're from another dimension, too. Is that right? Right. Just let me go. Listen and understand. That nocturne is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. Until you are live from the internet, it's Low Elo Podcast! This is Low Elo Podcast, episode 58, with Dave Quarles, Rin the Yordle, Christian Feltz, and Shay Bowen. Welcome to Low Elo episode 58. I'm your host today, Dave Quarles, aka Coffee 386. How's it going, everybody? We also have Shay with us. How's it going, Shay? Eh, it's going pretty good, you know. Flooding, fires, but you know, hell's pretty nice. Standard Australian fair. It's prime real estate. Flying spiders, you know. It makes it's, it's jellyfish. <laughs> it's like adventuring in Minecraft, but lava God. on the ceiling and on the floor. Living in Australia is survival mode in Mar- Minecraft. Okay. <laughs> we also have Rin giggling here. How's it going, Rin? <laughs> Pretty good. Same old drawing. I've got the DigiArt contest coming up. Woo! You gonna win it? I, I'm hoping I get something out of it. I'm putting a lot of time into it, so we'll see what happens in a couple weeks here, so. Well, you have to win, you know, for I low elo. For low elo, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Subliminal advertising, just low elos, and the outline of like elo timer sti- and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there might be little hints or suggestions, so if you look carefully at the final product, you guys might see something. We'll, we'll, we'll see when you get there. You could write low elo in Heimer's butt hair. And, <laughs> you know. Anyway, oh, <laughs> we also have Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. What's up, Christian? I'm a little nervous because for this episode, I will be taking the role of Dave. Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, guys, Jeff could not be with us. So, uh, this is the second episode I'm commanding. The very first episode, Jeff has not been able to attend. So, moment of silence. Everyone cry a tear. Click to view, Dave. Head. <laughs> the show must go on so uh lcs guys eu lcs qualifiers oh my god what do you think oh my god that was amazing dragonborns shushe that ko play that vi play oh my god season three is gonna be amazing dunk. yeah and it it's funny to me because as exciting as na was the na qualifiers the EU qualifiers were either as exciting or even more so. I I don't know. Christian, you saw Draven get played, right? Uh yeah, Draven in the seeing pro play. I mean, well, just do I even need to say any more? Well, the the qualifiers aren't technically pro yet, but uh, you know. Well, I mean, like just seeing competitive them, play. Competitive. Seeing seeing use by, you know, competitive players is like a nice like I'm I'm glad my point is going across. That's aggressive play by Draven is, you know, can, is utilized well, can bring some, some great plays from, you know, great players. Yeah. Yeah. Rin, did you see anything at this tournament that really stood out to you? Um, honestly, I, well, when Darkseid said the Vi plays, seeing, um, the dunks go around, I'm actually just interested in seeing Shushe making a comeback, uh, cause I always thought he was hilarious watching a couple of streams in the, in the past. Um, so, but it's, is there anything to really pick out? I mean, the triple kills from Misfortune going all around, 
um, just everything that happened, um, watching all the replays, because I was working for most of it, watching the replays for it was just amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> everything was really I, exciting. I, I, I want to talk, I want to, I, Compi, I know you agree with me when I say, I want to talk about Shushe making a kind of a comeback. Yeah, that's a big thing. First, we're going to talk about everything we loved about this tournament, which was good. I have one gripe that'll come later. We'll also pick up some stats, but the first thing I think, uh, it's safe to say that Dragonborns was an overall crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, by far. By f- that chant, that chant. Oh my God. You could hear it through the shout casting booth. It was so good. And what a great, I mean, and it's funny because like last week we kind of made fun of the name or maybe didn't think so highly of the name. Oh, well, that's, that's a silly name, but turns out it's not. It's an awesome name. And, uh, Shushe at the helm, uh, of Dragonborns really first put on a great showing of himself, but it seems like he led his team to just some really clutch plays, some really nice, great victories. Uh, so, this Dragonborns team that has been a nobody is all of a sudden in LCS. Yeah, that team play was magnificent. Knowing just knowing the limits of their champions. Like if you watch some of the matches, Shushe gets away on, you know, fifty health on Kale and then comes back and heals and ults and just sticks around, knowing that he has the range. Like how often do you see that kind of play? Yeah, and, <laughs> just, and oh. uh there was the Cho'Gath. I can't uh who's their jungler? <laughs> Uh, Broken Shard. Broken Shard, right. Broken Shard hanging around while Hosan was over the ledge with Ezreal. You know, putting yeah, down a silence, ruptures. putting on a rupture yeah. with like little to no health. It, it was really exciting to watch and there were a lot of great plays. Most of the great plays from this EU qualifier came from Dragonborns in, in Spontex, in Shushe, and in Hosan. Mm-hmm. No, the, the jungle fights that they had, especially early game, like, was just so chaotic, um, where Dragonborn was bouncing with, uh, what was the other team where they were doing, um, like, uh, Ezreal got a kill, and then he flashed over, and then barely killed Ezreal, but then, um, Alistar came in, and it was just, it was insane! Yeah, there were some really cool level one fights there, um, so yeah. Drag now I don't want to I'm kind of afraid to say this because of the low elo curse but uh oh oh god what have we done maybe what <laughs> no. should we say should we oh, say no. uh we don't like dragonborns and hope they fail no dragonborn dragonborns are dumb <laughs> <laughs> it quits ripping off skyrim gosh so but, I was thinking something original. but for other teams you know the five qualifies maybe maybe because dragonborns played last it was the last match played was dragonborns versus meet your makers uh, the other teams, Copenhagen Wolves, Against All Authority, Giants Gaming, and Fnatic. So not really too many surprises there. Uh, I was kind of upset that I, I thought Mouse had a better chance. and uh, Mouse got stomped. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I thought Millennium was going to... Yeah, and that was the other one, Millennium. Yeah. Yeah, but they just got, they just got beat. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was Dragomons that beat both of those teams. They beat Millennium and Mousebots. So, there you go. Yeah, so, anyway, the LCS is uh, looking like it's going to be good, but let's talk about some of these stats. Uh, in this, as Just the same as in the NA qualifier, Olaf picked 100% of the time. <laughs> and we were joking earlier about doing a uh, Jerry Seinfeld shtick, like, What's with all the pro players picking Olaf? What's the deal with Olaf? This guy has a big old axe that can just throw around, pick up, and throw again. I mean, come on! <laughs> yeah, it, but it's not like Kha'Zix, who was the second most picked in band. Kha'Zix still had that 90% win ratio. Olaf had a 35% win ratio in the NA qualifiers. In this one, a 50%. So, even, but... Why is he so highly regarded? Why why do these pros just love Olaf so much? It, it, it's, it's like he it's like he has the the Ezreal effect. You know, like he he's getting a lot of play right now, but not getting a lot of wins. I don't know. It's just something to do with this kid. The fact that I don't know a lot to do with this old because having something to you know get get past all those champions. 
It looks good on paper, but as we can see through the tournament, it hasn't really turned out too well. He's an extremely safe pick for top lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he can just, he just wins most top lane matchups because he has the sustain, he has the true damage, and he has the wave clear with that Q. And then if he gets ganked, he can just ult and run away. So he, he's just so safe. And like Christian said, like he can just run through that front line of the enemy team without you know, any hindrance at all. But I don't think it's even about winning the matchup top. Olaf doesn't have to win. All he's got to do is, like, in half of the games, Olaf was pressed back to his tower the, the whole time, and he was happy to be there. He just has to not lose. Yeah, more he has than to not lose. He doesn't have to win. He has to not lose. That's Because he just gets all that health and then mm-hmm. is just a giant ball of meat careening down the lane uh, towards your carry. Going against the champion pool of vegetarians who... Oh, gosh. Giant... <laughs> giant ball of meat. <laughs> what? I, Vegetarian? I, I think our official stance here is that Olaf is just probably the most boring pick top lane. He's like Ezreal is bottom. Um, you know, it's just so boring. But I don't, I don't fault these teams for that because they were playing for, you know... High stakes. The year's worth of salary. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They were. I would. I would play Olaf every every game forever if I could. You know, get into LCS and have a have a career based on a salary for a year. Oh my God. It's it's not the player's fault if something is boring and overdone. That's that's on Riot. You know, that's why they do the uh, little nerfs and buffs and all this balance stuff with the item season three. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> where were Graves and Corky? What's a grave? I know! Wasn't it like, it, it's been like, um, not even two, three months that we were talking last time about how often they're always picked and like, oh yeah, and like, oh, Ezreal's kind of making a comeback. And now, like, tables have completely turned here. Uh, Corky's not in it at all. MF is being picked a lot more. Uh, Ezreal's all over the board. Like, <laughs> MF, Caitlyn, Vayne, all these AD carries are getting picked more. In this tournament, Corky and Graves only picked once each so you know i i don't think the problem is their kit or anything else it's just season three has opened up the ad carry position it's a good thing for the game oh it's great i mean mf had the highest was no i think it was ezreal still had a slightly higher win rate but she was picked almost as much as ezreal that's awesome and draven picks there was what four or five draven picks draven yeah (laughs) Draven. Draven. If only we could get some like Twitch thrown in there. I'd love to see Twitch. Was yeah, that's a good point. Was awesome. there? I I I could see I see that happening. Like how many how how often or how many times Twitch Twitch picked in this? None. None. He was None? not picked in EU. Oh. He was picked in NA quite a bit, but not in EU. Maybe we'll see that uh little clash in the yeah, the yeah, world, no, with the, the All Stars games. Yeah, with the NA way things are going, the way things are going right now, I, I, I definitely anticipate, you know, some pro Twitch play in like some future tournaments and when season three goes into full throttle. Yeah. But speaking of, uh, non-standard picks, Shushe, again, we're talking about him, picked Vi. And we were talking before the show and we're pretty, mu- pretty sure, I'd say 99.9% sure that this is the fastest a champion has ever gone from release to being seen in competitive professional play. More than likely. I mean, how, how long ago was she released? A month? If that? About a month? Like almost like, Man. well, now, yeah, almost exactly a month. But That's uh, insane. any other champion, think back, how long did it take the pros to pick up Nautilus? Uh, you know, Zyra fizzled. Nobody liked her. Ziggs, you know, all the... I don't think a champion... Maybe Jace was seen pretty quickly jace jace got pretty qu- i mean well i mean his kit just screamed hey i'm pretty pro you know i have all these moves why wouldn't i be in a pro game but with i don't know i think the reason what i think at least the reason like why i got you know in pro plays because shushe picked her and you know shushe is like you know we're well known for like trying out new things in tournaments which is why we, like, you know, why we love him in the first place. Dude's crazy. No, I'm, I'm a big, I've never made a secret of the fact I'm a huge Shushe fan. He's the guy who invented AP Alistair, guys. If you want to have a laugh, if you want to 
watch some fun games. Go back, watch Dreamhack, <laughs> which, oh, where man. was the uh, season one championship. Shushay's Gragas play was amazing. Uh, his uh, AP Alistair. Um, but I'm so glad to have Shushay back into pro play and choosing Vi. I mean, what's not to like about that? Winning with Vi, too. He won both those games. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, Meet Your Makers had the sense to ban Vi. That's <laughs> <clears throat> just, that level 6 power of Vi is just, I think, what really sells her. Yeah, he threw her in mid and just locked down whoever he was against. And I think that's really gonna probably get nerfed, honestly. Her, her combo CC is just insane right now. Yeah. And, but, you know, all that aside, who here is pumped about LCS? I mean, if, if you didn't watch those qualifiers, then shame <sighs> on you. One. Two. I'm stoked. <laughs> Are you guys stoked for this? I mean, I, regular, I, yeah. it's so <laughs> regular scheduled the teams. And what I really liked about like about LCS is that the teams are semi locked in. You know, one thing I would hate is all the the roster changes that are were so prevalent in pro play. You know, now we can get behind a team and root for them and they're going to be the same team. They might have to sub in someone, but those subs are already picked as well. But uh, I'm after watching these qualifiers, I mean, I just cannot wait for season three for LCS. Weekly pro play to watch, both on EU and NA. Oh, I I cannot wait. I'm gonna have that up every week, and it's at the same time. It's perfectly scheduled. Uh, this, this is mm-hmm. a great thing for esports and League of Legends in general. Yeah, and it, and we said a while ago that. Uh, League of Legends esports needed a Vince McMahon. You know, there were there's the IEMs, the IPLs, the uh uh DreamHacks, all of the little tournament I mean they're not little, MLG, all of the partnered events. It, it's like those it's like watching golf tournaments, you know, like <laughs> the Shell Houston Open or the, you know, Pebble Beach whatever. They're all like separate. But this is bringing it all together. And really excited for that. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be baller. <laughs> it's, it is going to be amazing. So. Speaking of Vince McMahon, though, there's one gripe I have about LCS, the EU LCS qualifiers. The interviews. Oh. Uh, <laughs> interviews. Let's get this out of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> First, and it... It's not as bad on NA because English is the first language for most people, <laughs> most of the pros in NA. But it's just one. And like Darcy, you were telling, we were talking about it earlier. You know, why are they forcing these, you know, European guys, kids to do interviews in English? Yeah. I mean, the, the Asian teams, when they came over, they had a translator. Why, why are they forcing the EU people to speak in English? Most of them probably don't speak much English at all. And it's like, hey, you know, how's that game? What? <laughs> it's it's forcing them to speak a language they're not good at, and it makes the interviews really bad. Well, I mean, even in, all across Europe, I mean, they, they English is very prevalent. I mean, people study English. They start educating English very young. But there's not a chapter in your high school English textbook with, like, League of Legends terminology in it. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. I, I feel, I mean, the, uh, Carmack, I think his name is the interviewer, he speaks, you know, four different languages. Why couldn't he just translate? Was it, was it a time constraint? They wanted to get back into the action? It, it, it just seemed like an odd choice to me, and I was, you know, I was talking about that with you, Compi. Just, I don't, I don't see why. I can't figure out the reasoning. And, and I can't figure out whether it's the language barrier or the way they, they plan to do interviews, but one of the interviews literally was, he said he's better than you. What do you say? And like, it, that just brings to mind this Vince McMahon, like WWF Hulk Hogan talking crap to the <laughs> ultimate warrior. Like, Oh, come Royal rumble and Saturday's pay-per-view. I'm going to kick your butt brother. You know? like <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to kick know. your butt and take your woman. Like, <laughs> 
I think that was improv, but it was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, that's that's a really small gripe. The event was fantastic to watch. It was very well produced. It seems like Riot is just getting better and better. They had a crowd at this one. There was no crowd yeah. at the NA quality. Yeah. They were they yeah. were people they were people doing the waves. <laughs> God, that was awkward too. Yeah, it's because the NA LCS qualifiers were held at the the LCS you know big studio that Riot has now with their you know teleprompter and everything. But the, the EU one was held to a crowd, and I think I think that just makes it better. Hearing them chanting their favorite player's name, favorite team, it's just crowd interaction. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine it was a lot like, you know, the equivalent of when I went to PAX and saw the North American, uh, competition for, like, season two. I, I, I get, I bet it was a lot like that. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of crowds and someone who likes to control the crowds, you know who was the most picked champion and with the highest win rate of anyone? Picked over four times, I believe. It was Zyra at LCS. Zyra is OP. OP. Zyra's OP. Yep. Just <laughs> going to talk about Zyra's OP, huh? You say it's growing like a weed? Oh, yeah, yeah that's terrible. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. We're, we're... <laughs> Her control is. Just I mean, amazing. I we, we 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 a nerf bat isn't enough. We need like a weed whacker to. Oh, oh, oh we're, we're still going with this. Okay. <laughs> I, I still want to go with this. Uh, and uh. anyway, you were saying, Darkski. <laughs> it's just her control over a team fight with not just the uh, the snare, her E, but the ultimate with that massive AOE knockoff. It's just amazing. Comboing it with an MF in bot lane, it's all, it's almost as good as a as a Leona, in my opinion. Comboing it with almost anyone. I mean, why is Sona such a deadly support? Yeah, well, she's got sustain. Man. Other supports have that, but what is it that makes Sona just ridiculously good? Her ult. Her ult. Zyra's ult is bigger and better than Sona's ult. It's just not instantaneous CC like Sona's ult. Yeah, but the thing is, is I play a lot of support Zyra, and, you know, mostly with you in bottom lane, Darcy, and, and it does damage. I mean, the idea with Zyra, why she's such a great support, is because she can put down her seeds, you know, put out the uh, entangling roots, have them be the slow plants, and I don't, I didn't look up any of these names, but uh, trust me, I played a lot of it. And then ult, throw down an exhaust, someone's going to die. If you're with an AD carry bot lane, someone's going to die. Now, you might also die, but then you use your passive. Zyra is such a great sacrificial champion, like a Karthus. You know those Karthus that run out in the middle of the team, die, and then do a bunch of damage and win the team fight for the team. Zyra's kind of the same way, if you can get all of her abilities off, which frankly, isn't that hard. You drop everything, get the plants buffed up by your ultimate, and then die? Then throw out another 500 true damage skill shots. Like, oh, okay. It'll just take the entire enemy team's health down to half. I'm sure my team can, you know, clean up after that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just like Karthus. Uh, but from a support. And we were talking about, you know, support is still a mess, I think, but... One reason Zyra is so strong is because she's ranged, she's AP, she can pickpocket very easily, she doesn't need that much ward coverage, she doesn't have to buy that many wards. In fact, I don't like to go sightstone on Zyra, because you have on-demand bush vision with your seeds whenever you want. And that is, bringing that to a bottom lane is just so powerful. Yeah, it just gives you complete control over the bushes. I mean, if you find someone in there with your seed, you can then just attack them with the taunt. Like, she just wins the bot lane bush control war against... I'm not going to say everyone all the time, but most of the time, the bushes are Zyra's domain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it, I, I'm surprised I haven't tried Zara myself because I love playing aggressive supports. Like I play a lot of Lulu. I'll play Sona, but, but like I'll max out my Q and like you know try to power core as much as I possibly can. But Zara's like everything I would love in a support, but I haven't tried her yet. So um, I don't know. I should try. I should get on that. Hundred game challenge incoming. Yeah, seriously, I'm gonna have to do a hundred game challenge with Zyra. Well, I mean, you play Sona before. I mean, it's kind of the same deal. Think Sona, but uh, I don't know with higher heels and more of a smirk. That well, I call that accurate. I mean, you know what the you know what you know what the best part is. If I go out like too far out of my way, and if I die, then at least I'll have you know one last shot. At the champion. <laughs> at, at, at glory? I'll have one last shot at glory. Woman? Because then I can say, oh yeah, no, that me dying, that was intended. <laughs> well, and one thing, though, that uh, is very... If you're going to pick up Zyra, which I suggest you do, she's a blast to play. She's may, She might be a little bit higher on the uh, skill curve than, say, a Taric or a Sona or even a Soraka, more your traditional sustained supports. But one tip is to not spam your R when you die. Because if you're sitting there spamming it, you're going to shoot it off immediately. And the way it works, you're going to miss. So be patient, die, you know, and then line it up, lead your target if they're moving, then you can hit. Uh, it wasn't too long ago when I got a triple kill <laughs> with Cyrusol. You remember that? Or her pass? That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, true died damage. right in the middle of them. True damage is always true damage. There's nothing people can do to counter true damage. So even into late game, that passive scales really well. A really fun lane that Compi and I have done before is Zyra Cogmore. Even if you lose, you still change. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Passives, they can kill you, but they're going to die, too. <laughs> the death that comes back to bite you in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway. Zyra. Yeah, she saw a lot oh. of play at LCS. <sighs> oh, penis. Too much of it. So, so so did Kale, honestly. Kale, 87.9% picked and banned. Just want to point that out quickly. Where did Kale come from? <laughs> I mean... Have you noticed a trend between legendary skin releases and increases in popularity? I don't know, did Nocturne? Pulsefire Ezreal. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but was the legendary skin out for the EU LCS? I don't know, I don't recall seeing it. I don't think so, so I don't know. I think your logic might be flawed there, Gompi. Unless it was all... They're, you know, they're playing and practicing on, you know, on the <laughs> most true. current. So if they're... If they're like, oh, new Kale skin, they play a lot of Kale, and they're like, oh yeah, I remember now, Kale's really good. So then they take oh, her into a tournament. Oh, she has really nice scaling heal? Oh, maybe I should play her again. <laughs> yeah, we saw Kale jungle, we saw Kale mid, we see we see Kale bottom, I mean, she's she, probably she, one of the most... She was everywhere. Yeah, she was everywhere yeah. in the EU LCS. She went to every lane and the jungle as well. Yeah. But, you know what the best part was? The What's chest that? bump heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Hosan. He got floored by Shusei. Just bam. Yeah. <laughs> and, and immediately falling like at like at least twenty Fusro Da remixes on YouTube of that. Uh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean come on. Dragonborns. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh Kind of revive that. That was such a great meme too while it lasted. But anyway, we're talking about LCS again. Let's. What was our game last week? Didn't we ask for people to send us stories? Yes, people. We asked you to send stories about champions you love to play, but are not really good with them. And, you know, since Jeff's not here, Dave's taking the reins, I'm going to be doing the job of, you know, answering your emails about, you know, what are your favorite champions that, you know, you wish you could approve on. So let's get this started. And I'm just going to get this out of the way. 
cares? Uh, we got this one from Mega Darkwing Duck. <laughs> he writes, um, he, his, his email, characters I can't play, Jax. When I first started, uh, he's, he writes, when I first started LOL, I was playing a game against bots, and we were all terrible except one guy playing Jax. He proceeded to call us noobs and just won the whole match. I had no concept of that point, but I distinctly noticed a massively loud noise coming from Jax as he beat the crap out of every tower. This obviously left a lasting impression. Several hundred wins later, I still love seeing a Jax dive on list bags or chumps or what have you, and proceed to be, and proceed to go Phillips on them. That was a light bulb joke, lampposts and such. Whenever I try, yeah, get it, Phillips. Uh, when, you, uh, when you say like Thomas Edison, like go Thomas Edison on him. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I, I I chose this email because like he has he has a lot of metaphors like this. Whenever I try to drop similar wattage on opponents, the gray screen is a metaphor for my lamppost burning out. It's as if my cues just sleeps me into a black hole. I feel like Boba Fett and jumping into the Sarlacc pit. Per- and he also writes, per my last email, I feel a collective silent groan from my friends over Skype whenever I pick Jax. I think I need the Mighty Jack skin. <laughs> oh, what kind of jerk goes into a bot game and calls his teammates noobs? <laughs> Someone really a, a real jerk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's jerks. I mean, there's lots of jerks. We know that. But that is a jerk. Like, I, 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 I can't I, even comprehend that. Like, were they beginner bots? I, I assume I, so, because he said he was, like, new to the game, right? Yeah, yeah. he's trying... Like, he actually sent a, a previous email asking me, like, how do I play Jax? Or how can I get better at crushing with bags? One of his questions was... Do I suck because I need the Mighty Jack skin? <laughs> and my answer to that is the your ability to crush with bags doesn't come from what skin you have. It's the desire to jump on whatever from your heart, <laughs> whatever comes <laughs> from your soul. Yeah. And the and it's the need to jump on anything within your line of sight and your range, and just just. Go crazy. And eventually your teammates will be like, okay, we know you like playing jacks, but, you know, there's uh, times when you need to not jump on things, especially when they're under tower. And, and then Christian, you ignore them and do it anyway. Christian, you're like the worst person to ask advice on jacks, too. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Like, like, I picked up jacks, like, oh, oh, Christian will help me. Like, what should I get? Like, oh, I don't know. I, no, I, here's what, <laughs> so, yeah, Compi, like, started playing Jax, and, like, he asked me what item should I build, and my, my response was, oh, just, like, build whatever you want. Yeah. That, that, like, I told him, you, I told him, you could build, like, all tier one items, and you just, just wreck face. And that's exactly what he did. I don't think I wrecked face. Took me a while. Well, well, I mean, I probably should have given you better advice because <laughs> once you get good at Jax, theme, once, yes. you, once you get good, you can actually build level one items and still oh, face. Comfy, you just you just bad. Christian just called you out. I, I admit it. I'm bad. I'm a bad Jax. Anyway, next email. Alright, uh, <laughs> champ. Alright, so Paul writes champions he can't play. He writes a list. He writes singed. Running around poisoning everybody, then Aurelius just sticks to me and I fall. Never mind, let's just buy some uh, movement speed so she has a hard time chasing me. Nope, didn't work. Uh, Trindamir, I can dive this top player. Let's ult on my way under the tower so I can go up, so I can go on CD at the moment I actually need it. Vladimir, okay, I slaughtered the bot five times around. I'm ready to go and play normals. Turns out I had no idea how to survive the first eight minutes. Support fiddlesticks. <laughs> Support fiddlesticks. Come on, my AD friend. I had an awesome idea, which will never work against Sona nor against Leona. Okay, I'll just play my better supports. <laughs> no. Yeah, AD fiddle is uh, is kind of an advanced. You you and your AD carry kind of have to be, kind of have to know how it works in order for it to work. I've had very very bad luck with support fiddle in the past. It, it I mean, Compi says. 
that it actually works. I I think it's bad, but then again, I I agree. I it's bad. <laughs> Working is not is not saying it's good. Working means but, you can you know maybe not lose. It's it's a very very specific counter pick. Yeah, and that that's what it really comes down to. It doesn't work in in very many matchups, but once you get that matchup, mm, well, the, the mistake good. so many support fiddles make is they try to get drain. I mean, don't get get your crows and get fear. That's you don't get drained to like unless you need it really bad to, you know, recap get some health back. Just don't even yeah. get it. I mean, I know it sounds easy on paper, like oh, get your crow storm, just spam at your enemies and zone them out. Great, but then I don't know. Once late bank comes, it just kind of falls apart from there. Anyway, all right, next one. Yeah. Uh. Next one from, next one from Luke. He says, yo, a uh, flarp freak here. The champion that I love to play but fail at is Blitzcrank. Every time I try to get a pole, I seem to turn into Mr. Bad Pole Blitzcrank. It's as if my giant rocket hands have magnets that attract to Mumu, Karthus, and Galio. It has happened every time I play him. Wow! Take take the magnets off them. I mean, <laughs> well, they're so, the problem solved. They're so easy to pull. They're out in front. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the first one to see. I know. Right. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before in a previous episode where you know, if you want to counter Blitzcrank, just have your tank be in the front at at all times. So it might not be your fault. It's just like they know what they're doing. They're having their tank out in front. And it's just really hard for you to, you know, grab the carry. Well, and there's also the effect that a blitz has on a team on their own team. Like, if you have a blitz, some teams will just not do anything unless blitz pulls someone. Right. Like, anyway. No, that's a good one. Blitz is difficult. It's a high skill cap, I think. Yeah, the skill shot's a little wonky. You gotta really get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one... From the game, from, we got one from Adam. Summoner name is Poop Smoothie. <laughs> He's, he writes, I love to play Ziggs, especially with the pool party skin. Although I usually end up feeding and doing downright terrible. I am also tend to do really well as Olaf in the jungle, but I hate playing him. As a result of this, I end up with a lot of low elo, and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> oh. Aw. Oh well, that's well, that's cool. I guess glad you're glad, you, glad you're enjoying the game. Yeah, poops. <laughs> okay, no, those are good. Those are good. I like story time. I like story time. So yeah, so yeah. Now we need a new game or next week after the the LCS qualifiers are done, we know all the teams that are going to be in LCS for North America and for Europe. I want you to tell me who's your favorite team and why. Another okay. story time. So you can send those emails to team at lowelo.com. And uh, speaking of email, we got some more, don't we, Christian? Yes, we do. All right. Email. Ooh, ah, email. Ooh, <laughs> ah. All right. So this first email we got is from uh, Diablo Rojo, who writes... Uh, hey there, Luido team. First off, thanks for Luido podcast. Up to listen and keep up the good work. Now for my situation. I'm usually playing bot lane as AD care support. Lately, I ran into more and more combos like Ezreal, Brand, or similar. Usually AD carry in a standard AP mid. When we were playing with a traditional combo like Ash and Sona, we always got rolled. Then, more on accident, I played a bot lane with Caitlyn and Olaf. We were hyper-aggressive and went into a team fight with a combined 10 to 1. What can a bot lane do against such an unusually aggressive opponent? Stay at the turret and farm there? Well, uh, you're asking the wrong people because uh, Darkski and I... <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> our bag. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we are that, that incredibly aggressive You played against lane. us. <laughs> like, we do Rengar Tristana. We do Zillion... I mean, we do wacky stuff. Support Zin Zhao, we do a lot. Um, Your best bet is stay safe. 
the the best way people beat us when we do that is they don't try and beat us. They just sit back and wait for wait for help or wait for the you know mid game to start up. Yeah, don't try to win the lane. Try to not lose it, and then in the mid game, you are going to be more powerful with a sustained AD carry support. That's how it beats us every time. Also, the first kills are really important. If if you get the first kill, you won. That's it. It's over. Another thing I'd like to add in is that usually when you have um, a very aggressive bot lane, they if they feel that they're beating you, they're going to be too aggressive, usually 9 times out of 10. And if you can uh, trick them into thinking, oh no, I'm helpless, oh no, you're going to kill me, you can actually get some kills off of them being too aggressive trying to kill you. Like, just having something simple ready, like a snare or anything that you can to get them stuck under that tower... Um, is going to be what helps turn it around for you. Uh, nine times out of ten, that will turn it and make you, get you the kill instead of um, them killing you, is what I've always come across. Well, and also that's that's why uh, on the eighth day God created junglers. I mean, yep. aggressive lanes tend not to ward. Now, Darsky and I do because we're super pro. But uh, if... well, well, we've been defeated by the jungler so many times. We're just like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, because aggressive lanes, they will push up because they're trying to kill you. They'll push the tower. They'll be in prime gank position. They're they're less likely to have wards. So coordinate with your jungler and don't lose. Good email, though. What's next? Okay. Next, we got an email from Eric who writes, Love the show, guys. Would you please describe what actions you prioritize in a team fight? Our group is struggling to master team engagements, and any advice is appreciated. P.S. Do you mind if I make a reference in my next book to Opinus? Some of my readers are gamers, and they might get a chuckle. Next book? Well, we got a... Is that Stephen King writing us? <laughs> uh, it might be Stephen King's uh, long-lost brother. I don't know. But, Sisters, uh, cousins, dogs, uncle's brother? <laughs> Something like that. Well, no, yeah, go ahead. We don't own Opinus, but uh, anyway, um, we probably should. Should we trademark that? Is that Opinus? Yeah. Trademark Opinus. I mean, we we've uh, had that for a year now, so <laughs> uh, go ahead, go ahead and put it in your book. And if it does really well, then we'll just call our lawyers and you know collect our royalties. Ro- royalty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so team engagement, that's that's a really hefty topic to even start with. Okay. Oh, I mean, that's a long one. we've had entire playbooks, several, on team fighting. And uh, it is the most difficult, the most rewarding, the most important, and the best part of the game. Also the most exciting for spectators. Um, so asking the question, how, how do team fight? That's kind of a little bit too big to handle the first thing you want to look at is initiation if you can cover initiation the rest of the team fight will just kind of fall into place yeah uh and another thing to look at is what kind of team comp do you have going like are they do you have a poke comp do you have like a nidalee and uh draven who can just you know just keep poking at the enemy and just prolong the team fight until you know they get them down low enough to the point where they can either stomp on them or cause them to retreat and just take towers. Yeah, and another one is team fighting in in one game. Let's just talk about one game. If you lose a couple team fights, that's not a big deal. If you don't lose that much, if you lose maybe an outer tower and an inner tower, you know, you're not going to win every team fight. But each game is its own little learning learning experience. How do we, with our composition, beat them with their composition? Do we target this? Do I save my ultimate for this, you know, trigger? Do I go in? Do I stay hidden? There are a lot of things you can do in a single game to better your chances of winning. Uh, you know, don't just do the same thing over and over if you're losing team fights, because then you're just going to keep losing. 
Yeah, it really it really comes down to learning and knowing your champion and how your champion works with and also how you play your champion and how you work against other other champions in general. Like, okay, they have a leeson, so I need to do this to initiate because he's probably going to do this, this, and this. Because you'll start to see um, a lot of things. Like, Amumu uh, will wait to initiate after someone has, like, he'll try to scare out a flash or something so he can use his bandage toss and catch someone afterwards. You just have to figure out how everyone's going to work and slowly just, you know, base it upon that. It, it's it's a lot to really kind of go across, but that's where you, like, play the Hunter Challenge game and start to learn your character and not only learn that character, but learn how they work against other ones so you can initiate and know when you can or can't go in. Yeah. It also comes down to you know, reacting to things. If you go into a team fight, like a lot of people say, just focus the AD carry, just focus the AP carry. If you go into a team fight with the mindset of I'm gonna focus this one person, you're gonna you're gonna be in a lot of trouble if you can't get to them. So you, you have to react to the positioning of the enemy team more than anything. You know, if the AD mm-hmm. carry is out of your reach, don't try and get to the AD carry. You're you're gonna die along the way. Instead switch to switch to the jungler. Kill the tank. You know, focusing the tank is okay in certain situations. If that's all you can reach, hit him a couple of times. Scare him off. You know? <laughs> Diving for the AD carry in every team fight is not the way to go. So it, it's yeah, you've got to react. It's so much more complicated than that. But uh, all right, I think we got time for one more, Christian. Do you have any? Yes, yes, I have one more email. Save the best for last. This one is by Aragato. He writes. I loved Compi's talk on messing with bot lane. My buddy Turbo Diablo and I have been using the Super Osmo Push 5000 Ichiban, which is a, a great name, by the way. Great, great name, by the way. I Can I use that in my in my next book? The Super Osmo Push 5000 Ichiban. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Which is a Heimer Misfortune combo. I know there's a lot of Heimer hate right now. But we have a scheme. Jaime buys first ward, focus on getting in as much XP as possible till we can get two turrets going. This creates a wall of pain enemies have to cross get at MF. We keep them so pushed, dragon controls the thing, but we constantly bait the jungle down to our lane. If we see them coming, thanks to all the coverage, just step away. We don't lose momentum on the push because of the turrets. Most importantly, we share the ward burden and the last hits. Once the tower is clear, Heimer can leave to support other lanes and Misfortune can free farm a 2v1 lane and our jungler can take advantage of our opponent's extended push. I think sharing the ward burden is a big part of bot lane success, if, especially if you're going, no, going non-traditional stuff. Um, I mean... Keeping up a push like that, and how many times, Darcy, have we pushed up to the inhibitor turret <laughs> during the laning phase? Like everyone else is still laning, and <laughs> we've pushed up, you know. And quite often we're just like, wait, we're really, really far up. We should probably leave. <laughs> but then you ward their blue buff if you're on blue side, or their red buff if you're on uh, purple side, and uh, you can see them coming, and you just get out. <laughs> And what that also does, if you if you are pushing that hard, it draws all of the attention to your lane. So any lane that's struggling, if, if top lane is having a tough time, you know, their top lane is opponents probably going to roam down. That he'll recall and run down the bot lane to try and stop you. That takes pressure off. So it's a it's a great strategy. I like that. You know what I'd like to see in League of Legends, a third party mod. You remember the uh, threat mods in WoW <laughs> for the tanking. <laughs> How much jungler aggro do I currently have? <laughs> How much? If it goes up, the more you push, the more your aggro goes up, the more your threat goes up, and that's gonna draw people. That's gonna draw the mid over. It's gonna draw the jungler over. Even the top will come down, and uh, it's just very good for your whole team. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a yeah. Yeah, we'll have to try that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, what, do you, um, what do you think? Please? Yeah, what do you think, Rin? What do you think, Rin? I, I mean, usually, Heimer. I usually Rin doesn't just, know like, Oh, I'm gonna knock you out. Um, I usually don't like Heimer as a support mainly because he scales so bad anyway. 
Um, but I have been looking into some other things, and that actually sounds like a lot of fun, trying it like that, just being overly aggressive and just warding the heck out of stuff, and just running away, not looking to kill anything. Because that's usually what I get, is people are like, why didn't you just take care of kill? I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> um, so, I, I, I want to try that. That sounds like fun. Please, can we try that? Can we try that, please? Sweet! <laughs> Alright. Well, thanks for the email, guys. Um, again, uh, we love answering questions, hearing stories, anything you want to send us. We love art. Uh, send that to team at lowelo.com. Uh, and uh, now we do the obligatory roll. Facebook. Facebook.com slash community. Uh, Jeff is very... Uh, very up to date. He's always posting what's going on. You know, lots of people comment. It's a great place to meet up with other low elo people um, and to know exactly what's going on. So that's facebook.com slash low elo community. Also, the best way to get in contact with us individually is via Twitter. I am at low elo Dave. Darksky is at that Darksky guy. Rin is at Rin the Yordle. And Christian is at CTF1990. So hit us up on Twitter and uh, we'll probably answer you. Um, what am I missing? Also, shoutouts. In game oh, in-game chats. We'll get to the shoutouts after this. That's out of. Anyway. Uh, in-game chats, low elo chat rooms in the pvp.net client. Create a custom chat room. Go to low elo, low elo one, low elo two, low elo three. And uh, you'll find us hanging out. It's a great place to uh, meet other people, to get games going with people who believe in the same things you do, not raging, being friendly, and all that good stuff. Um, what am I missing? Our stream. Okay, we had a little snag, stream, yeah. but the stream is now officially on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash community. We'd really appreciate it. For all of you uh, guys uh, and girls that are used to going to Owned, if you come over to Twitch, the chat is so much better. <laughs> anyway, we're on Twitch now. So uh, that's twitch.tv slash community, Or you can go to the website, lowelo.com slash stream, or click the live button at the top of the page. Want to give a big shout out to our paid subscribers. Um, they help us keep the show running. In fact, they are vital to keeping the show running. Uh, websites and hosting and stuff aren't free. Uh, if you'd like to become one of those, then you can go to lowelo.com and find more information on that. And finally, iTunes. Who do we have on iTunes this week? iTunes, uh, Al. Yeah, I did the email, so Ren, you can do the iTunes. Uh, I got the iTunes. Looking at the iTunes. Um, five star from Xiphamon. Awesome. If you're referencing Digimon, by the way, because I love it. Um, thank you very much. We got Cooley Rewind. That's a Cooley name. <laughs> um, also got, oh my, Archthalia? Ar Ar Archthalia? I'm probably slaughtering it really bad. I'm very sorry, but thank you for the five stars and also saying funny and super, super helpful. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> even better name. Ayo! Five star. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got <laughs> Agrathorn, um, Mega Swamp Man, Mega Swamp Man. I love your guys' names. Um, Mega Swamp Man. Oh. Mega, Mega Swamp Man. Man. Mega Swamp Man, I choose you. Go against Zyphroman. <laughs> that's, that's a character from Mega Man 14, isn't he? Mega Swamp yeah. Man. Oh, oh, Mega oh, God, that's right. You kill him, wow. you get the Mega Swamp powers. <laughs> wow, that's been so long. I it's not actually, Ren. I made that up, but it sounds really? like it. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I quit playing Mega Man after Mega Man 3, man. That was the best one. You're messing with my head, yo, because I'm like, was that? Now I'm probably mixing up something with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I played on the Sega. Freaking Quack Attack. Okay, anyway, uh, moving on back. Etone Kills. Oh, he put it in parentheses. Thank you, so I didn't mess up. You make me happy in the pants. Okay, I'm glad that we do there. Uh, 
I'll thick kiss. Oh my god, people! <laughs> he's using numbers. <laughs> a thick kiss, seven seven ear. I think it's all the kills killer. All the killer. No, um, no, no, no. It's it's all the kiss, seven hundred seventy three er. <laughs> seven hundred seventy three er. That's, that's uh, how you pronounce it. And lastly, VYX ban. Thank you, everyone, for the five stars. It's really appreciated. We hold love on, going hold, through and seeing hold, all this. What? Hold on. I, I just want to point out he writes, totally worth the five stars I had to give. Go enjoy your invisibility, you hairy plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm a wolf? <laughs> you're, you're a hairy you're plumber. A, you're a plumber, Harry. You're a plumber, Harry. <laughs> we got, we got five to go super plumber so we can go crazy in Mario. Duh. Uh, okay. Oh I, my god. I get it. <laughs> that's, that's, oh man. That's amazing. Isn't it eight? <laughs> Mario? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my anyway. gosh. Chess hair. Thank you so much. Was that all of them? Yeah, that was yeah, all that's of them. All Thank you things. so much for the five-star reviews, guys. They are the best way that uh, you can spread the word for low elo. Get us out there. Get us high up get us on that itunes store uh so we really appreciate those reviews <clears throat> and if you want a shout out uh if you are in another country send us an email and we will take your word for it uh and give you a shout out that you deserve but uh yeah looks like that's it for episode 58 guys how do you how do you feel good 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 episode good good why is everything on fire again <laughs> All right. So is, is there? There's not jellyfish here, are there? I don't like jellyfish. No, the fl- the floodwaters are receding, so the jellyfish are no longer on land anymore. Okay. All right. So, for <laughs> for myself, Compy Dave Compy three eighty six. Good night, everyone. And as always, Shay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's art, isn't it? I have a lot. I have a last name. It's Berlin. Berlin. It's Shay amazing. Berlin. Yeah. Darkski, uh, Rin the Yordle. Yeah! And that guy, Christian Feltz. Being Dave is hard. (laughs) Being Jeff is hard. (laughs) Like the sea Dave. (laughs) I give you guys. Yay! I gave you round applause. Good job, guys, for picking it up. I still got my seat. I'm just laying back and I'm like, stop! (laughs) Yeah, I I would like to do my role, Rin. Just like sitting back and. Pretty button. easy. Pretty easy, actually. And like- after that mushroom cloud, <laughs> good night, everyone. And don't forget, summoners, stay classy.
still went really good, I think. Yeah, I think it went all right. 